Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Mysticons, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. And April Collins. Hi. Today, Delaney, April, and I are here to talk Mysticons once again, uh, a walk in the park, episode 10, uh, that aired today on Nickelodeon, uh, finally. Um, we Yay. will, we'll get into all the airing stuff in a second, but, um, we talk, we're talking Mysticons every new episode, uh, here at Overly Animated. Check us out at overlyanimated.com or subscribe to us either on YouTube or on, uh, iTunes by searching Overly Animated Mysticons. Um, so before we get into, start getting into this episode 10, A Walk in the Park, uh, briefly on the status of Mysticons airing in the U.S., um, so it was airing regularly Sundays at noon on Nickelodeon. Last week it did not air, um, kind of got pulled from their schedule. We, we thought that this was Nick doing their typical move of moving a show to Nicktoons for premieres. They do this for a lot of a lot of shows, especially ones that are not produced in-house for them. So it wasn't the biggest surprise. Um, but this week it's back at 8.30 a.m. on Sundays and is on the schedule Ugh. regularly for 8.30 a.m. moving forward. So um, it's good news that uh, Miss Kinds is back on the main network, Nick. Um, meanwhile, in Canada, the show airs on premieres on YTV and they are ahead of the U.S. airing now. This episode 10, A Walk in the Park, aired last week. And if YTV sticks to the schedule that they have right now, they'll be airing two new episodes um, a week, uh, including today, the 8th. Um, so they're going to move two episodes ahead of the U.S. Um, and then it's just going to go one episode more ahead every week that they keep doing the two new episodes. We'll see if they sk- stick to the schedule. But um, I think the practical thing is it's hard to f- – you probably can't find – if you're in the U.S., you can't find the episodes um, that were uh, up in Canada unless they start putting them up on like Amazon, iTunes, that type of stuff early, um, which I think it was more of a mistake from last week. Um, so we're going to be covering the U.S. airings, not – we didn't really have a choice, you know. There's no real access to the Canadian airing, so um, we'll, we'll probably we'll probably just be covering them on uh, Sundays from the U.S. airings, and we will not be spoiling the Canadian airings. Although, watch out for that if you're online. Um, but this episode aired in Canada Week, and there was just, like no sign of anything for a while, so it's, it was it's probably not that big of a deal. Um, okay, so again, we're going to be clear with our spoiler alerts moving forward. The spoilers for episode ten of Mysticons and before, but not beyond this. So just a walk in the park and before. Okay. Um, let's let's finally get into the episode. <laughs> Delaney, what are your thoughts on a walk in the park? Uh, well, let's briefly. Okay, so this is the uh, the uh, Yaga, Auntie Yaga, and um, they uh, they go to the the the, uh, the t- titular park, and uh, yeah, there you go. That's that's what this episode is. Because I feel like it's going to start getting confusing with a bunch of new ones out there. So, Delaney, what do you think of this episode? I liked it. I thought it was. I mean, it, you know, we had some stakes. Also, like, um, don't injure my child, Zarya. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I guess and that's for, the pre- I guess that's the premise of the episode. Should have said yeah, it's that. like yeah. Uh, yeah. rude. <laughs> um, it was in. I do, I think the best part of the episode is this more um, like Tasma's clearly like has her own agenda, and it's nice to see more of that. Mm-hmm. And then also like it's really weird that she just calls her brother. Yeah. <laughs> Like, ha, I'm trying to kill your friend. Like, this is, like, it's really funny, but it's really weird. And then I did, like, like the, you know, the t- quote-unquote twist where they, like, she's there when they finally get to her trailer or whatever, which 
Antioga's awesome, obviously, and that was great. Mm. Um, I thought I thought this was a really interesting episode. Like, I enjoyed it. I am not a big fan of the stupid love pollen nonsense because I hate that trope. But it was funny, and like it was fine. Like it was pretty entertaining. And Piper was just like, "I'm so done with this." Yeah. Yeah. So so overall, you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty good. I don't necessarily think it was like amazing or maybe not up like as great as like previous episodes but i mean i did enjoy it okay good stuff april uh what are your thoughts on this episode i also enjoyed this episode it was it was fun um i i i think they were trying to do like character development with m but it sort of like fell short or all it did was just like play up who she is already established in the show enjoyed the sort of like back and forth between like Tasma and like Malveron and then like the whole group like I thought that was hilarious I thought there was a lot of really funny lines in this episode uh, <laughs> and uh yeah it was it was good and Antiago is the best like she's she's wonderful <laughs> yeah so. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely want to see more Antioch. I assume this will be a recurring character too. Um, but uh, maybe I don't know. She's going to the Great Kingdom of Arizona, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, when will she be back from Arizona to re- to rejoin the party? Um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed this episode. I think that uh, basically everything here works, um, which is something that I just want to track. They have there's a there's a, a few disparate plots here, and they all work to a certain extent. I'm not the biggest fan of the Love's Breath uh, stuff. Um, we finally get an Arcana Malveron plot, uh, so we'll dive, we'll dive into that. Um, that's how that's how they set it up, though. Like that was, I think, my biggest thing was like it was already kind of obvious, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna go ahead and set up the the Arcana Malveron thing for you by making it a joke at first. Like, oh. Yeah. I just I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's I think this isn't the worst way they could have started getting into this, and I still don't think it's going to be a, like a super prominent thing on the show. But um, yeah, I, I, I like the specific scenes. Uh, yeah, I agree. Piper was really the star of those, and I think that they're using utilizing her character really well. And this episode actually I think was one of the best utilizations of Piper. Um, M is this uh, kind of another M episode, despite it being Zarya who's getting, uh, who's, who's, hurt. <laughs> who's dying. Yeah. I, th- I think the, uh, the M characterization is decently successful. It's definitely basic and doesn't really develop anywhere. It's just like M just, uh, trying, needing to have like confidence in herself. I don't necessarily, it, it was okay. I like how it was used to further the Zarya and M bond, which I think is the highlight of the episode. That's like my number one from this is, um Zarya and M's uh we don't really see much of these two characters ship, before ship, ship, right ship, um ship, I was trying I'm trying ship, to say ship, I'm trying ship. to talk about it without shipping for a second but uh it's yeah I think that we we haven't really seen these two interact that much and they they are they're kind of the st- the star relationship of um this episode and one of the most well presented relationship like two character relationships in an episode that we've seen from this show i think they really shine together um i think this is and this i think this checks off um zarya with every other member of the crew i think that she is the best like uh bonds in the group uh she is uh she had a well presented uh bond with arcana in the first few episodes um her and piper were established episode one and continue to be shown and now she is a great thing going with M. that's very impressive for for one of the characters that's been um 
potentially less utilized than the others in Zarya. Um, she, her bonds in the group have, have really been solidified and it's only been in 10 episodes and that's been really impressive. Um, but yeah, this is also another big shipping contender here. Uh, I was definitely feeling that <laughs> with the, uh, the comfy couch. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That was great. The huggy couch. Yeah. Um, it was, it, the, the, it's a unicorn. Like <laughs> she has an undercut. And her animal is a unicorn. Like okay, that's it's, it's gonna apply to Emma and a lot of things, but yeah. Um, Yay. Okay, yeah. I was I'm, I'm waiting for you to say that about Auntie Yaga too. By the way. I'm, oh, obviously. Yeah. I'm, obviously. <laughs> I don't even have to say it. We all know. Yeah. As, uh, she lives in a van. Yeah. Like, I was waiting literally. for that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think. Uh. Yeah. For me, that's like the big highlight episode is Zarya and M. So I was I was enjoying that, and um, I, I don't think Tasma is like super interesting here, but I where this is the start of her becoming her own thing. Like we, she's clearly presented as having different motivations than. Uh, Dreadbane, so that's that's good. Uh, oh, I like the weird, like, I think it's funny that it's like, oh, we have to go see my aunt, and then, like, the whole, like, Taz is like, there's not a being in this dimension. Oh, crap, it's my aunt. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> I just, it's so funny, like, it's such a weird dynamic, like, because it's, like, it's kind of, so, you know, in Avatar, obviously, Zuko and Azula were always, like, blah, 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 and Azula's, like, actually, like, super competent, and, like, we just straight up murder everybody. So it's just funny, like, the different, like, dynamic. And, like, they just call each other. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> so, like, I just, they're, I like, did enjoy that part. and calling. Yeah, no, it's like, they're just being obnoxious to each other. And it's amazing. Yeah, I guess the, the Zuko-Zulu comparison is good. I'm surprised you haven't made that yet. But um, I guess Malvron's, like, straight into a Zuko book three. Um, but, yeah, yeah I, I, it, it's a good comparison. I, yeah, it's very notable how... Uh, <laughs> Uh, how they just how they uh, Tasma can just call him and uh, <laughs> like she's trying to kill you guys, but she can just call you. Okay, um, it's like next level. It's like taking the oh yeah, I tried to kill the Avatar once, and then like like I'm just, I'm just remembering like yeah. in Korra, like when they're in the elevator <laughs> and like yeah, it didn't work out, and then like <laughs> they're like, well, we tried to kill Korra too, and then Korra's dad's like, um, well. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, let's let's. This do- is like that next level. This is that we can just call and like do it whenever. Yeah, like functioning siblings, despite um, <laughs> despite <laughs> at each other's throats. Let's let's do a check in on where we think Tasma is in the series. So she's presented as different motivations than Dreadbane. This is a big check mark. Um, I I still think this is a character who definitely is has high is has higher ambitions within like the scope of the series than just being the second in command villain. So where do we think we're going now, given this episode? Do we think that she's going to be the main villain or a like mercenary figure or a fifth Mysticon? I feel like those are our big options going forward. I want the fifth Mysticon just because like that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Like, I don't necessarily think a mercenary. Well, I don't know. I mean, she serves very like she it's not like how Azula was in like book two of Avatar. Like. Like, so we have the overarching villain, like, of the series, and then, like, we get Azula and her, like, her little group, and they start, like, running into them all the time and messing stuff up. So I feel like we could be getting into that. It's just different, though, because we have an active villain in this series, like, 
like Ozai wasn't really an active villain until book three in Avatar. And then here, and wait, he still really wasn't that much of an active villain until really the finale. But we have Dreadbane, who is just always around, like, up. Like, he's just like, hello, I want this stuff, and I'm going to yell he's really weird everywhere. things at you. Yeah, he's just always there. So, like, I, I'm interested to see if we're going to, like, we've, we've had an episode where, like, it's just Tasma doing stuff. And then we see Dreadbane, but he's not, like, out and about. So maybe we'll see more of those kinds of episodes. Though Dreadbane's, like, he wants those codexes. But now that, like, now it's, like, 3-1, right? So it's kind of, like, I don't know. Like, what is he going to do? Yeah, 3-1. Like, like, he's, he's, like, Dreadbane crawling in your window, like, they're asleep. And he's, like, give me the, like, the codex. Like, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, let's table that for a second. We'll get back to the Mysticon scoreboard. Yeah, I agree. Um, April, where, where do you stand on uh, Tasma's future in the series? Um, I like her becoming a fifth mysticon but i like i honestly see her becoming more of like a main villain kind of person like uh though the only like real comparison i can kind of think of is like with star versus the forces of evil how like dreadbane's more like the ludo whereas like tasma's more like a toffee so like she's kind of like hanging out like in the shadows for I say in the shadows, but like on the sidelines and like, maybe we'll see her. Like, she's literally in the shadows. Yeah. Well, literally, but, Oh, okay. But yeah, <laughs> but like, I just see her being like a greater force of evil, like in the future versus like Dreadbane, like Dreadbane's very like, like clear cut. Like he has, like he wants the codex pieces so he can resurrect, um, Necrofa. Whereas like, what is like Tasma's real, like motivation for wanting the codex pieces? Like, does she want them for the power? Does she want that? Like, why does she yeah. want that power yeah. kind of thing? Like it's more so like, I feel like we're going to like develop that more than like Dreadbane. Dread, like I said, Dreadbane's more, so, more so like the Ludo like villain. Like he's always there. But, like, and we know what his motivations are. They're very, like, cut and dry. But he's just, like, that that presence that's always there kind of thing. Whereas Tasma's going to be, like, a bigger, um, like, villain. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I agree that uh, Dreadbane's the Ludo. I think that's, clearly, he's not going to be the main villain of the series moving forward. But um, right. I think it's less clear to me that Tasma will be. Um, we have to remember that there's Necrotha lurking behind and that we're kind of on a fast track to bringing her back. Um, like, the show seems interested in doing this soon. Like, we've we've e- seemingly every episode now have Malvra, or have, uh, have Dreadbane just talk about bringing Necrotha back. So I think, it, it, you know, you have to consider how Tasma would react to that situation. And I think that's going to be the most interesting thing because Tasma, it seemed like last episode is not about bringing uh, Necrofa back. Um, no, yeah. she's got some she's got something else going on. We just don't know what that is. Like, why does she want all of the codex? Pieces? Yeah, right. Seeming like, the way we've been presented, it's just power. But we don't really know her like motivations other than that. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I thought it, she was very like, yeah, these she's like, she's like, soon enough, I'm just going to have these these codex pieces. And I was like. What are they just gonna like mystically and magically like give themselves to you? Like, yeah, no, she well, <laughs> if her plan worked, they would have had to give it to her to, yeah, remove the spell, right? Um, but yeah. it didn't work. And also, she like, I felt like she was very sort of lazy in that like attempt 
because she's like, oh, well, I can actually make her die from this. And it's like, was that not your plan in the first place? I'm really confused because yeah, that was a little unclear. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, were you just like toying with them? Like, yeah, I think may- maybe she originally intended to step in. Maybe that shows that she's not um, that bad. Um, that's my- maybe what that line was ending at. That, that is pretty may- interesting. Maybe, but it, like it, I caught that and I was just like, wait, um, were you trying to be nice? Because like, what is the point of trying to be nice if you like, mm, no, like I was, I was really like, like put off by that. Like, why wouldn't you just like immediately do the bad thing you're going to do? Why would you attempt to be nice like that's not your role unless you want that to be your role then you should I think just become yeah. the fifth mysticon <laughs> i think we're i think we're hinting at um greater stuff with tasma down the line so i think it might make sense eventually um so briefly uh the 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 score the codex scoreboard is now three uh mysticons one dreadbane um delaney made it seem like this is in favor of the mysticons i i i think that however that one is a huge disadvantage because there's no way of getting Dreadbane's codex piece. Like I don't, I think it's much more conceivable that Dreadbane will get the others. Although like we're still in the same situation. Like it's, it doesn't, you can't just get the, the other one. Um, like there's, there's no like race to find it. It's like someone has to like threaten someone else or something at this point. Um, well, and they're probably, no, they're like, probably going to like hold this. They're going to like hold Drake city hostage or right, something yeah. like yeah, like, like there's no like attempt to go get that one either. Like, yeah, they haven't. They, they yeah, they talked about doing it. They're like, okay, we'll find his headquarters. We haven't really seen that yet. Um, but yeah. In, but yeah, unless they were to find the uh, secret headquarters and then like raid it and then like face the entire skeleton army, it, it doesn't seem possible. So I think yeah. that's yeah. I think that we'll see how that plays out in the upcoming episodes. Um, it's I, I, the the way this played out in the beginning of this episode, I think was like not what anyone was expecting. Last the end of last episode, we had okay, it's a race to the final codex piece, and then we open. We were like no, and then we yeah. were there. Like yeah. we'd already gotten the clue, and it, like it wasn't even like one of those like they were like, oh, here's the clue, let's go follow it. It was like, nope, we've already found it, and we're grabbing it, kind of thing. Like yeah, they were not interested oh. in telling the uh, the full version of this of the finding of this last codex piece. Um, very, uh, we can continue the Avatar references. The beginning of this episode very reminiscent of the Earth King from Avatar: Last Airbender. The starting off on the fight scene uh, kind of template for the episode, which is um, always an interesting choice. Start off on the action sequence. Um, and uh, I think that this is a good choice because I think we've seen the Finding the Codex piece story enough already. And I think that yes. we have more interesting things to tell. Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm glad that, like, we just kind of, like, rushed through it. Like, it was better, like, go ahead and set it up. And then now we're just going to be in the forest running around. <laughs> yeah. What do you, yeah, you think What do you think of that, April, the decision to start with the fight? Um, I, I mean, I liked it in terms of setting up the rest of the story for the episode, so... Uh, I agree. I think we're, we're kind of like, okay, we understand how finding the codex pieces works. Like there is no need for us to like be so like involved in that. Like, okay, they get a clue. We follow the clue. We get the, like we find the piece. We have some kind of battle with somebody. And then that's that. Like, I think it was kind of nice to skip over that and get into sort of like a, a more fun episode because like the season is just it's going by so quickly like we're 10 episodes in and we have all four codex pieces 
like found. Mm-hmm. So like we have we have to do something. <laughs> like what is this show about? <laughs> right. I yeah. Right. I, I think we're still in the setup stage. And I also I I think two things. I think we don't we haven't really gotten to the status quo. Um. And two, I think that we're there. They intend to tell a. This is I don't know this for sure. This is my read on it. I think they intend to tell a complete story in the forty episodes that they have. So like I think they're not dragging it out. Like I think that we're just doing all the stuff that they intended to do uh, right away. And then if there's more episodes later, then there's more episodes later, which I think is the correct uh, way to approach the show. So um, I'm I'm very happy that we're moving fast through this. I'm, I'm, I'm not excited com- about it. I was going to say, I'm not complaining about it. It's just like, it, it makes me feel almost kind of lost because I'm like, okay, so what are we doing then? Like if, at, at the beginning, it was just like, okay, like, we're the new Mysticons. We have to find these codex pieces so that, and we have to do it before Dreadbane does. And now it's like, okay, so we have the codex pieces. Now what are we doing? Right. Like, you know, like, okay. And Dreadbane has one codex piece. Like, what does that, what does that mean for us at this point? You know? Yeah. We, we definitely have not seen a uh, status quo from the show yet. Um, like we haven't seen a new motivation from the show beyond, uh, looking for the codex pieces. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Tasma might be part of that. I definitely think you need to consider Necrofa coming back as, uh, the, the potential motivation for the future. Just, uh, she's like an opposing villainous force. Yeah. But like how, how's Dreadbane? I mean, the only option for that to like come to life is that either Dreadbane somehow gets the other three codex pieces or he finds another way to sort of like resurrect her. Yeah, I, so I, I, I think that would be interesting if he found another way, and ha- you know, racing to get all these codex pieces was for nothing. Like, <laughs> I, I think that would be that's a little frustrating. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that. We'll, yeah, we'll see. I don't think we'll see before. Yeah, we'll we'll see not before long. But um, I don't think it's that hard to get the three remaining pieces. But um, from from them, like I I don't know. Are are our Mysticons like that uh, <laughs> that well established <laughs> that uh, we they will never give up these codex pieces and they will be fully on top of things like it's just a bunch of kids and um it's like it's like this is this not probably not that hard anyway well i feel like what they might do is like dreadbane's like if you bring me the codex pieces i will like free arcanus parents yeah there's that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we have we definitely have to track the uh arcanus parents thing we haven't really hit on that lately we've we've kind of forgotten about them yeah (laughs) then that's that's a clear motivation for the show so i think that'll also come into play yeah Okay, let's talk. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll track that as as we go in future episodes. But let's continue on. Yeah. So M gets the uh, the unicorn bracer. Um, battle unicorn charge is her slogan. Um, fly phoenix yes. fly battle unicorn charge. Unleash the dragon. Dragon. There you go. <laughs> so uh, we're just missing Zarya's wolf one now, which Dreadbane has. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, and, uh, and, uh, as we talked about, um, M kind of gets the main character arc this episode with her indecision, uh, plotline, um, with, uh, she's, uh, she seems like she's like, uh, she's not capable of blasting, uh, Tasma when she has like Zarya hostage and then Zarya's kind of, I found Zarya kind of annoying. Like, yeah, you need to be more decisive throughout. Um, it, it makes, <laughs> you it- know, that, ir- that irritated me. Like I was like, um. What, granted, props to her for being rude while dying. Like, good <laughs> like that's pretty. Like, you could keep that impressive. up. Like, like, good job. Like, way to still be sassy while dying. <laughs> but no, I think it was pretty. It was pretty. Like, also, like this is like a weird, uh, like, 
like moral, like <laughs> odd. Yeah, I mean, they turn it into "Don't second guess yourself," which is fine. Um, it's right. it's uh, yeah. it seems it's a little shoehorned into the episode. I don't know why she needs to say it at the end, but uh, it's 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 fine. And um, yeah, Zarya Zarya is like not uh, not super sympathetic, but I really I kind of like that because she's just a blunt kind of uh, not caring person. Like this fits with her character. I think like she's she's kind, but um, she's she's just very hardened, and she would just bluntly say this to him so i think it really fits right, right to be fair like she's also like yeah no i'm dying fam like yeah, this is that, your yeah. fault yeah. <laughs> and like i think that that's probably good too like it's not like you know like why should the dying zarya be like no no it's okay like no i'm dying like why are you like this yeah <laughs> i think the main reason this doesn't maybe overall work that well is because i wasn't convinced that M had an indecision problem from this episode like i felt like okay yeah she could can't just unleash her giant thing when there's two people right next to each other it'll hit both of them See, that that's what i kind of took away from it too was just it like i was like i don't think that like i thought she it wasn't like she had she was like i don't know what to do it was like no like she she knew what she was doing kind of thing like it also and it was just it was really fast that was part of it too yeah it was like very 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 fast so i mean maybe in that sense that's like oh like you have to be more quick on your feet or something but that's not like oh, you need to, like, be more, like, precise in your decisions, you know, like... Yeah, the episode, the episode uh, rushes through the initial motivation for that uh, character arc too fast. I think the thing that saves it is that um, this is, this does make sense with the previous characterization we've seen from M. She She is, like, a little in her own head, I guess, from what we've seen. Um, and like the don't second guess yourself, I think does make sense with what we've seen of her. Like she's such a well-established character to this point that I did buy into this plot line, even if it wasn't super well handled within the specific episode. Yeah, that's, well, I she mean, also that's... like, we've seen her, you know, she's like, oh, I'm really sorry. And like, yeah. Like she's just like that. Like she's really careful. I, and yeah, and, and yeah, it's, it's a big element of confidence as well. Like I definitely get the uh, the impression that M has a little bit of confidence issues. So I think it makes sense the 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 things we're approaching. Like really, I just it, it's it's just more M characterization, and M's just such a like great character already. So I think it it works. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, we also get, so we talked about, um, Auntie Yaga a little bit. So she's an astral traveler and a minor demigod. Um, and so is, did she become a demigod or is she like born this? Because she is, uh, are two people, two people we care about are descended (laughs) from her. So like, is this, or like related to her and like her, like magic color is like the same as, uh Malvarons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like she was just like born that, but then it's like, who are their parents? Like, <laughs> what's going where, on? Where did they come from? How did this come to be? <laughs> yeah, but um, I I really like the characterization of uh, Yaga. Um, she's good. Uh, I, I it's I like how um kind of like quickly she adjusts the situation. Uh, it's like oh yeah, Mal- immediately she's like go time out. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, she was on top of things. So I enjoyed that. And I like the show convinced me that she was like super powerful. I don't, the one thing I don't like that, like the manifestation of her being really powerful is her just getting kind of big. She so just got really big. It was kind of stupid. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. She's like, I'm a giant now. Ha ha. I just like, like her mean. weird comments. Like, I didn't get that good since I was thrown into a star. Like, like ridiculous. Yeah, I love, yeah, I love that. She liked, liked getting hit that hard. And then, um, uh, yeah, she's like, do I detect this type of 
dialect when they're just talking weird from the from the poison yeah um that was funny. and then yeah, and then also um yeah well she goes to uh to arizona at the end what do we kingdom arizona. <laughs> so the kingdom of arizona <laughs> this is a canon line so does this mean that the mystcons world is connected to our world or is this just something someplace else named arizona well, so the thing that made that if we go to Arizona, that's gonna be so funny. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but I think it's funny because like uh, Malveron's like, oh yeah, like Auntie Yaga, she travels across like dimensions and worlds and like all these different places and timelines and like everything, and then. She's like, I'm going to the Great Kingdom of Arizona, and I was like, oh, she's probably like jumping into our dimension so that she can go visit, you know, Arizona. Yeah. Get some get some turquoise. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. She's she's been <laughs> all these dimensions, so now she's going to ours. Yeah. It's a, it's a solid joke there. Yeah. The other thing she does, Yaga does that I really like is she's like, oh, I know, I, I thought I recognized those costumes. It's costumes, like yeah, yeah. More new Mysticons. Yeah. I like that she's like this all knowing person, and she's like doesn't register at first that these are Mysticons just because she's seen so much that like uh like that works for me. That it's like oh, this is just small. This is like small small fry for her. She's just this yeah ridiculous eccentric like lady and it's amazing like i love her yeah and this is the type of thing that the show should be continue to doing is bring on these um like uh interesting female side characters um to complement our main female cast like like have tasma be more of the villainous force bring on characters like yaga like i think that's definitely the the way to go and continuing this um female driven property yeah um other things that uh we, t- we- more ladies always yeah, exactly that's that that's the conclusion <laughs> more Give us more ladies. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag. There's uh so we talked about uh, a little bit about um Zarya and M. Um we have their them with the centaurs. Do we like the tiny centaurs? That was amazing. I, I thought, thought it was they so were good. hilarious. <laughs> that was my favorite. Wait. The fact that they were little, I was like, this is so good. Why is why is that the thing you're reacting strongest to in this? Because it was so funny. Tiberius the tall. Yeah. It was so good. Like they were just little centaurs. It was so funny. I like, yeah. In my defense, that we had, I had a viewing difficulty during this other stuff we we're talking about. We'll talk. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about the other stuff. But yeah, I think the the, the funny. Yeah, I think I like the them call him calling like Choco like a great beast. I think that works. Um, but I enjoyed their like chant too. They're like, "We are proud. We are fearless. We are dashingly handsome." Mm. And I was like. All right, give yourselves credit where credit is due, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so we had uh, Zarya and M dealing with that, but as we, as we talked about uh, before, the um, I definitely think the Zarya and M dynamic here really works. Um, D- Delaney, does this like jump to the forefront of like the two character dynamics within the Mystic Guns team? I think definitely, like because like one Zarya is like really cool, and she's one of the like she has the most like well established like you know connections to the other Mystic Guns, like you were saying, and then M is easily like the most well-developed character so you're just like bam they're like the best they're right there they're just hanging out they're bros yeah yeah what do you <laughs> so that was really good yeah what do you think uh april is this one of your favorite dynamics now it is it is like also because their their characters are slightly like opposite of each other you know like zarya is very like confident and she's very cool um, she kind of like it's interesting too because she plays herself as like that out like that uncaring outcast, but like she's really not. And then M's just very like sweet and caring. And I mean, we you know we already kind of touched on how like M might have a little bit of like a confidence issue, and like the two of them together just is very like whole. So I like that. 
that relationship. So. Yeah, it comes across so well in this episode. Um, there's just in terms of shipping, there's just I don't know what to ship anymore. There's too much. Like uh, there's there's these two. <laughs> I was really in on um, M and Piper. Um, and then I was really in on Arcana and uh, Zarya, but now this you got to bring this into the mix. Like what? No, this one's better. I don't know. They're all, they're all so good. What, what? Let's name. Let's name the ship. This is. Um, oh. So we have. Uh, um. Uh, Golden Wolf or Moonbraid. I think those are options. I like Moonbraid. Moon Golden Wolf is good. Like I don't yeah. really it care. It doesn't matter. One. Okay, so it's one of the two. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other big shipping thing this episode is the Love's Breath stuff um, with uh, Arcana uh-huh. and Malvaron. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. They're under the effect of the the flower. But then at the end, um, I think the big relationship development stuff is that. Uh, for they're kind of like ew that person, but then at the end they're like oh I would have made a great uh, star maid, and then um, that was yeah, and then Arcane like, is like not as half as good as me. It. Yeah, <laughs> I, I found that a very like tender moment between the two. Like uh, yeah. I would have been great, a uh, great partner for you, and then you like uh, first of all we have to th- <laughs> talk about star maid as a thing in this world, but star yeah. maid, yeah, yes. star maid, yeah. so the cosmoverse. What- Yes, a star maid in the Cosmoverse. Also, where did Arcana keep getting all of like those props? Like, where did the rose come well, from? Right. Where did the ring come from? She like, just pulls it out. Like, just yeah, like out of nowhere. Out. Like, do you just carry that around with you? Like, <laughs> I did like that she proposed to Malvron, and he was like, "That was really good. Like, that was pretty great." I did too. I wrote, I I wrote something about that. I was just like, yes, like why, the, why is this show so progressive? Like, yeah, that that was definitely the highlight is uh, Arcana doing the proposing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then Malvaral like flips out. Yeah. Like it was so good. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, in terms of like actual development for the two of them, we've always said clearly this is what the show's gonna pursue. Um, this relationship, and I think that there's actual progression given that they're like, uh, oh yeah, I could see being with you kind of at the end is basically what they say to each other. Yeah. Well, they're just doing it in a really good way. Like they're not—they're clearly not forcing them together. Like they're just like we're here. We all know they're trying to make it very organic, which is, I guess, it's nice. Even though they're the very obvious like ship of the show. Yeah, they're trying not to do the whole like guy girl boom immediately. Yeah, so yeah, which is that. good. Are we going to be annoyed if this becomes a canon thing? I don't think so because like both uh, the characters are really chill, and it's not like they're going to be like weird or like like i'm like arcana is like arcana is just like too in charge for this to be like a really irritating hetero ship like right so if they make it like an, uh, a feminist lens through the relationship that'd be good they're also they're gonna be like a power couple so it'll be great yeah what do you what do you think eventually they'll be a, eventually they'll be a power couple but i mean like i will i i i don't think that i would be upset if this becomes canon like just it can happen. I, I give it permission. I suppose. Oh, April stamp. <laughs> I will allow this to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's. I don't know. Like, it's just one of those things where, like, it's. It it's kind of obvious, but at the same time, like, I can see their characters like meshing well, and as long as they do it in a very organic and nice way, um, because I, I can't think of a better word. Uh then it'll be it'll be it more enjoyable than like if they're forcing it which they're not at this point which is fine 
So as long as they don't force it, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been handled fine so far. I think the big thing is Malvron needs to be a real person. Um, he hasn't really been developed at all. This was yeah, no, he's not a person. Was, yeah, he's not. He's he's just there. This, so this if was, we can have like a Malvron episode, yeah. then okay. Yeah, we're, we're like slowly getting there with Malvron. I also think Arcane is slightly underdeveloped relative to the rest of the cast right now. So um, for for a main character, yes, yeah, she is extremely underdeveloped. Yeah. She's like, she's very visible, but we haven't really had we definitely. Like, we spent so much time on M's uh, character traits. We've spent, um, we'd like a, a good Piper episode now, and um, Zarya has great relationships. I think we're in, we're due for a solid Arcana um, character motivation episode. But um, if if we can get the characters to a place, it's not bad in a in a vacuum. Um, at uh, at Rice and Kari on Twitter says, well, they've exhausted an entire series worth of Arcana Malvron material, so clearly this means Zarkana is Endgame, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's shipping the uh everyone's shipping what we call good fay yeah so um that's it's like i feel like that's the big fandom ship right now but okay so i'm i am gonna be annoyed if they just do this relationship because um like if they if if this uh eventually happened and then we actually like explored m and uh m and zarya like it'd be fine um like if the sh- if the things explode yeah, i would like lose my mind right but if, if I it's would... just i am i am genuinely going to be annoyed if it, they just explore one straight yeah, one straight relationship, i agree so. if there's oh no yeah. i agree as well like there has to be other ones you can't just have the single one and the most obvious one at that like give give me something else as much like as, i will and, take anything yeah, else and on on the on on the non-straight tracker um for this show as as much as as much as we praise the show for doing like it's very feminist it's doing a lot of like great story stuff i have still have zero confidence that we would actually explore a romance between two of the mystic Gods. right no yeah I no i agree as well I, but i will but say I on on the, on the other on the other hand like we, we this was we got this episode and we've had shipping themes from like low-key shipping themes between two pairs of them on previous ones so it's not it's yes. there is there is some some reason to hope i just it's just like given the context of everything it's just so hard to imagine that they would do actually do that i don't know dylan we got 30 more episodes yeah there's so. 30 more episodes that's true <laughs> yeah just give like i would kind of like i would like explode like i would be like oh my oh, god yeah i would i'd freak out but i mean i'm way. still i mean i'm still <laughs> shook from Korosami. like i am Still shook. I think about it. I lay in bed and think about it at night, and I like <laughs> cry. Like that- it's still the background of my computer. It has been years, and every day I open my computer and I stare at Korosami. Like, that's the I would just that's die. the Mysticon's finale is uh, M and Zarya. Yep, <laughs> so, was, into the yes, port, into the uh, yes, dimension. Yes, yeah, yes. that's what's happening. Um, yeah, so I, I think I think my top three ships would be M Zarya, um, M Piper, and Zarya Arcana right now. Not not okay. necessarily in that order. I don't know what to ship the most. So there you go. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Also, want to see. Also, when Tasma becomes the fifth Mysticon, let's. Uh, I want to. I'm interested to hear. Sure, well, ship her with everybody. Yeah, I, we're not clear. Yeah. So this is. Steve, Steve was squicked out by the ending of uh, this episode because if Tasma's young and Dreadbane's like eternally old, then this is this is weird. <laughs> so this is depends on like Tasma being a child or not, which is not clear. I'm also just like about it because he's a skeleton. Also, he's a skeleton. Yeah, but yeah, like, number one, he's a skeleton. No, no. Also, how could he? <laughs> What's the <laughs> Wait, what, what's the rest of the list? Yeah. <laughs> also, how could he just throw away his love for Necrovos so easily? For Taz, I mean, Tasma's wonderful. Like, yeah. 
I want to be with Tasma, but at the same time, like, that's like a a thousand year relationship that he's just going to throw away for Tasma. Like, where are his values? Like, he's so big. Like, he's so, like, (laughs) absurdly large. And then, like, he's, like, a normal person. Like, you can't, like, I can't deal with it. Like, it's so weird. Yeah, he is too big. I don't, I don't know if, was he that big on the flashback? I don't remember. I guess he was, right? Like, he was just, uh. He he got bigger whenever he turned into a skeleton. Is that, yeah, I don't. Because that's how that Don't you get smaller if your skin comes off? Anyway, um. He needs to just, he needs to just take the necklace off and become a normal human. <laughs> oh yeah, so well, we'll try. Yeah, we got to get into the necklace and stuff. Yeah, not not clear on any of that. Um, so yeah, I I don't know the ending. Yeah, I guess that was kind of funny. The macaroni to the cheese is like uh, that was so stupid. It's really stupid. Like, it's funny, but it's stupid. Yeah, it was really stupid when um, <laughs> the fact that they used it twice yeah. too. Like, that was the best part. <laughs> yeah. I think there's an argument that that's uh, it was really well done if if we react <laughs> strongly to being really stupid. So, yeah. Um, uh, the best part though is um, Aunt Yagya being like she's like, uh, oh my god, why I can't? She's like River Song from Doctor Who. Uh, like yeah. spoilers. Yeah. Oh no. I was like, oh my god. No. Um. So yeah. We're, uh, Mal- we're Mal- find Mal- a yeah. baby dragon. Yeah. So, yeah, she says you all are going to find a baby dragon. Apparently that's happening, and uh, we get a spoiler uh, Mal- Malveron. So I, can, I have that screen cap of Malveron being like, no, spoilers. So <laughs> that's what I'm going to post now whenever someone posts Miss Gun spoilers. Okay. Um, but yeah, I always enjoy saying- Oh, God, that's all you're going to put in the Discord. I already, I already posted in the Discord. Yeah, it happened a while ago. But yeah. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's, I love shows saying spoilers. That's the most uh, anti-spoilers. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, the the dragon. We'll see if that happens. We had the yeah the the ending. It was it was interesting, and I think we hit on everything. Um, I think so too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So looking forward to next episode slash episodes. Um, should I give a my the preview came out for the next episode? Do we want to give a minor spoiler? Um, it's like the, I'm, you're going to spoil me. What is it's, it? Uh, I was going to say you're going to spoil the, me too. The, I don't yeah, think I've the, seen the it. Piper um a hundred whatever uh, age thing is confirmed. So that's that. That's, <gasps> she's having her she's having her birthday next episode, and she's turning. Oh my yeah. god! Yes. <laughs> Yes. So that's what we're that's what we're getting into. I'm about this. yeah. I think that's what I'm that ready was, for this. So. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, those are potentially airing today. So um, well, we'll see what happens. Potentially in Canada, in not here, but yeah, um, lot to get into with future Mysticon stuff. So um, yeah, check, make sure to subscribe to us to not miss uh, any more uh, YouTube or on our Mysticon specific iTunes feed, OverlyAnimated.com. Any final thoughts before? Wrap up, by the way. Happy birthday, Piper. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I hope I'm not misremembering that, but yeah, I think so. That's, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be very hype. It's like a Piper, um, I don't know if it's the next one or the one after, but yeah, it's a Piper, like, uh, like a non-plot, non-plot episode. By the way, no magic hour in this episode. Um, Oh, yeah, that's true. Will it be as lit as Arcana, like, ruining her brother's life? Oh. It won't be as petty as that, right? Like I say, I can't. That is still the best. <laughs> That's impossible. Uh, the episode is actually Gawain uh, spoiling Piper's birthday as not a way allowed. to get back. Yeah. That's not yeah, where's our Gawain solo episode? We're waiting for that, right? Yes. <laughs> Gawain alone. We yeah. need. We need. Okay, Gawain he had like alone. his umbrella. They like knocked the skeletons. Uh, like, on- like it's totally normal at this point. Like, yeah. 
we're just used to this. <laughs> yeah, Gawain was prepared. Okay, so hopefully, um, yeah, hopefullyanimated.com for all that. Uh, find us on, uh, chat with us on Discord about uh, Miss Guns. Miss Guns, one of our, probably our most active Discord channel. Everyone's there for Miss Guns. So over, uh, overlyanimated.com slash Discord, uh, text chat with that. Um, support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you to, uh, thanks to our current patrons, special patron the podcast, Beatrice, aka Beatrice Strange, and thanks as always to our Persian executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. Um, bunch of way too many podcasts coming up this week, um, including yes. the return of uh, Voltron and Ruby later in the week. And um, I don't know. I, I, I did a tweet with all, everything that's happening. And Little Witch Academia, yeah, yeah. Rick and Morty. Yeah. Yeah, there's even more than that uh, also. <laughs> and oh, yeah. You know, if you're looking they, for a um, uh, My Little Pony uh, movie review, that's, uh, that's happening via Beatrice Hosted uh, later this week. So. Look for that all at OverlyAnimated.com. It's all happening, and we'll probably be back to discuss the next Mysticons episode next week, but always asterisk on whenever the show is airing. So, um, yeah, back on Nick at 8.30. Woo! Early morning Mysticons. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get yeah magic hour is apparently 8 a.m now that's the new time <laughs> that, should have, yeah, that should have been the line earlier it, it's seven o'clock for me <laughs> 7 a.m i feel you i feel you 7 a.m magic hour yep i think that's the true magic hour okay anyway let us know what you thought of this episode comments on youtube or overlyanimated.com thank you very much for listening we will see you next time bye bye, bye.